0: And welcome to episode number three of Inside Out. Today I share a conversation with Ange Simpson. Ange is a health and happiness coach. She is a writer, speaker, mum of two beautiful girls, and an advocate for well-being. Ange has built her career on cultivating abundance and helping other women rise to the best version of themselves. In this episode, Ange shares her journey to wellness and how she injects gratitude to her life every day. She also shares her story of conscious uncoupling and how she is leaning into the new seasons of her life. Ange is such a beautiful woman who I have been lucky enough to have worked with over the last couple of years. Each time I speak with Ange, she leaves me feeling lighter and inspired. I hope when you finish this episode that you feel that too. Welcome to Inside Out, Ange Simpson. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I've been actually looking forward to it all week. so. (laughs) I'm glad. Me too. It's very rare
1: that I get to do podcasts and interviews like this with someone who's a friend and someone
0: I've known for so long. So it's really nice. Thank you. Um, So to start off our conversation, I want to lean into a little bit of vulnerability with you. Can you share with me something that you love about you, something that makes you really proud about yourself? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of
1: things. (laughs) No, not to sound like a douchebag, but this is something that I've had to work on for a long time. Um, So luckily for this question, I have a lot of things. But right now I think it's the, um, if I can say two things, one thing is my forgiveness for myself for not always being perfect as a parent, as a human, around my health, doing all the things. Easter just came and went, so I'm kind of like, hmm, Easter, ate some eggs, you know, don't feel so great now. Um, and then the other thing is just I, I love that I'm always willing to be open-minded and learn. I've been learning about some some things that I used to be really um, opinionated on I've been opening my mind to another side of it and it's actually been really interesting. So I like that about myself. I like that I'm open-minded, that I maybe sometimes don't know it all and I can
0: change my opinion you know?
1: I like that too.
0: Well, I love that about you, but I like that you think those things. That's really special. And can you share your health journey and where it all began? Oh yeah. Um, So I began with
1: migraines mostly. Um, When I was young, like I would have been 10 or 11, I started getting migraines just really sporadically, just here and there. And then as I got older, I think I was kind of late teens, I would get them Sometimes they were never regular. So sometimes it was once a month. Sometimes it was once a week. Sometimes I wouldn't get one for six months. It was so random and I never knew when they were coming. And if anyone listening gets migraines, you'll know that, especially if you get them quite severely, they can just totally debilitate you. And what would happen with mine is I would lose parts of my vision um, to the point where like I, there was no way I could drive. I, if someone was standing in front of me, I wouldn't be able to tell you who they were. And then the pain would come and then I'd go numb down the left side of my body. I wouldn't be able to put a sentence together. Like I would literally say sentences, but all the words would be in the wrong place. And I would think I was making sense and people would be like, what are you trying to tell me? Um, So they were bad. They were not enjoyable at all. And I got to a point where they were just, I was becoming depressed. Like I would get one and it would just be like, I know I'm out now for 24 to 48 hours, I'm helpless, there's nothing I can do, like everyone has to do things for me and to be honest, I just, you know, I I went down, I got a lot of tests done, I did a lot of things and then eventually I spoke to a doctor who, she's an integrative GP and she said to me, let's look at your diet (laughs) and my diet was like cocoa pops for breakfast with skim milk, Um, I would get like takeout like sushi or fish and chips or, you know, Japanese food for lunch. And then I'd have a lean cuisine for dinner and I'd have ice cream with um, that topping that you put on and it freezes over the top.
0: (laughs) Ice
1: ice magic, that one. I loved it. I would have like half of a, half of a tub per ice cream sit down. Like I was like addicted to it anyway. And I was, I went to her and I said to her, you know, I'm getting these migraines and she looked at the diet and she said, do you realize that like most of what you're eating is filled with preservatives? Like you're not eating anything fresh. You're really not getting enough vegetables in in any capacity. Like I would eat a lean cuisine, but I would get the lasagna one and that was like the only one I would eat Mm. Um, or like a chicken and rice one. And she's like, you know, this isn't a diet that's nourishing you. And I never thought I was unhealthy because I was never overweight. So that was where I was really confused because I'm like, well, overweight people are unhealthy. And that opened my eyes up to, okay, you can actually be – incredibly depleted and incredibly unhealthy, but still look pretty average in size. Um, and so I started looking into food. She put me on a whole food diet. She had me eating just fruits, vegetables, and organic animal protein for like six weeks. And it was a challenge. I remember I was eating a lot of Doritos corn chips because I was like, well, they're just made from corn. So it's okay because they're a vegetable. And then I'm like, okay, wait a second, maybe this is wrong. So I was getting through eating Doritos. And I remember one day eating a teaspoon of sugar because I just had such a headache. And I was like, I just need something sweet right now. That's not a piece of fruit, but it was the best reset ever. Like I just not, my skin felt better. My eye, like the whites of my eyes started to glow again. I had more energy. I didn't feel like I needed to nap every afternoon. Like I used to nap in the back room at work. And I realized that I actually did not only feel better, but look better. And I was being a better human when I was healthy. So that's kind
0: of where it began. (laughs) Amazing. And where are you at with that now?
1: So now my look, my journey with health, I think, like I said before, I'm always so open to learning new things and having a look into something new that works for me. But one thing I know personally is I thrive off a diet high in vegetables and plant foods. Um, I do like to eat animal protein. I have been vegan in the past, but I noticed there were were some areas where I felt better eating smaller amounts of animal protein. Um, But I'm really easy on myself. I feel like there's a lot of people in my field who are purists and it works for them and they feel good like that, whereas I don't feel good when I'm deprived. So when Easter comes around, if I don't have some Easter eggs, my lint bunny that I like get so excited for, or if I don't have mud cake when I'm on date night with my boyfriend. I do, I feel deprived. Like my mental health kind of suffers. I'm like, that's such a joyful experience for me. But the difference is now it's something special that I eat and I enjoy it and it's an occasion for me as opposed to I'm just eating every single day just getting the sugar in so that I can survive because that was how I was living. Yeah. Sounds like you've really found that balance. Yeah. Well that's it around food. I mean, there's all the other areas, but food is usually the most
0: interesting. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, So, and you are the boss babe of the gratitude (laughs) gang, which is a group of hundreds of women where you educate your philosophy on health and well-being, which is just amazing. Um, But not so long ago, you held a really deep fear inside you, which was a fear of females. Mm. into this uh how were you able to firstly acknowledge hey this is what's going on here I'm afraid of females and then how you overcame it I actually remember the day the day perfectly I had a friend
1: and I've always had just a couple of friends I've never been the type of person to have like heaps of girlfriends and heaps of people around me like I've always had sort of two or three girls and that was it yeah and I remember one of my friends Kate she took me to a friend's house we I think we had dinner or something or uh, I can't exactly remember what we did, but, oh, we went out for dinner and we were sitting there and the girl that I had just met, she kind of made a comment like, oh, you're quite guarded or you're quite closed off a little bit. And I was like, am I? And I had thought of myself as a really open person. And then I realized it's not that I'm guarded. It's not that I'm scared. Like I'm so open with my friends. I'm just, I'm I, I'm scared of females. And this came from so many things like school, And we all say like we all have experiences in school where girls bully us or, you know, girls do something that makes us deem them untrustworthy or where there's competition, maybe for a boy or competition to be the best in the class or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And so I had really kind of looked at all of those areas and been like, all right, you know, subconsciously, I don't trust girls. They're not to be trusted. I just don't trust them. Um, and also i'm i'm a libra and I've, and my moon is in pisces and i'm very much a people pleaser and so a lot of me felt the need to be validated by people to know whether i could open up to them and as females it's not really our habit that often or it wasn't i feel like we're getting better um it wasn't really our habit to tell a woman like hey you know what i just think you're a really nice person like i just think you're a really good person and i really enjoy your company like we wouldn't say that to our girlfriends in school um, and that was something I needed, words of affirmation of my love language as well, but I never got it, and I realised that I was just closing off from all these people um, because I had stories that, okay, well, if they're not telling me that they really like me, then they don't like me, which is complete BS. Like, we don't all share our feelings in the same way, but I just, I remember at school being very, like, you know, I never knew who my true friends were. I used to sit with someone different every day because I was like, I don't know who really likes me and if anyone said anything slightly negative I was so sensitive and I would be like, okay, they don't like me, so I'm not gonna go and talk to them or I'm not gonna sit with them or all of these things that just built up these stories in my head. And then once I realized what a female friendship could be from that night and that conversation of someone literally just saying to me, hey, you're kind of guarded. Like what's the deal there? And me kind of just feeling safe in that moment. Um to open up and talk about it. And I realized what a gift female friendships are. And I realized that just because there's been, you know, a handful of girls who I couldn't trust because they did something. First of all, not only does it not mean that women are not trustworthy, but also the same person who I didn't trust once, you can then trust again in the future. People change and who people were in their past is not necessarily who they're going to be in their future or, What they've done doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do the same thing in the future if they've learned from it. And so for me, it was really just looking at females and being like, actually, it's okay and it's safe. And, you know, what if someone messes me up or if someone, excuse my French, but F's me over, Mm. um, you know, it's okay. I'm going to be okay because I'm okay in myself, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that um, you can reflect on that now as an adult and go, well, that was more about them and what they were going through as well. Yeah. Not totally. so how they were acting towards you. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's really cool that you had that opportunity with that girlfriend um at dinner and, like, you were able to reflect on that and, yeah, acknowledge it and recognise it and be like, hey, I need to work on this. Mm.
1: And that's the hard, like, the and then the, well, the important part is working on it. You know, then I had to be like, okay, how can I make my, how can I put myself in situations where I can be more open and vulnerable? How can I seek out females? And so I, I literally would just start like, you know, on social media, if I saw someone that I thought looked like a really nice person, I would send them a message and I'd be like, you know what, I really like your energy and your vibe and the things that I was craving from other people, I started actually delivering to other people instead of waiting to get it. So instead of waiting for someone to be like, hey, you seem like a cool person, let's hang out and be friends. I would do that, you know, and it's the whole like energetic analogy of, you know, what you want more of, you need to actually give more of and be more of to receive it. So it worked really well.
0: (laughs) Awesome. And in the last 12 months, you've transitioned to a very new but exciting season in your life. You've got (laughs) hair, new home, and you're a full time solo mum. You've spoken about your success in consciously uncoupling with your ex husband and that you both remain the best of friends. Coming from a child of an emotionally really traumatic divorce, I am in absolute awe of you guys and what you've (laughs) achieved. It's honestly so commendable and something that you should carry with such pride. Can you share how you navigated this transition so gracefully? Um,
1: look, not all of it was graceful. There are definitely times where I'm like, oh, my God, I want to kill him. And there were times when I yelled and got unresourceful and blamed and did all the things. But I think one thing that we realised coming into uncoupling was that, you know, a, a lot of people had said, you know, I don't you want to stay together for the kids? And we were like, no, that's exactly why we're separating because we're not happy together and our kids need to be a part of a happy family unit and see positive relationships and we don't have that and we're working on it and it's not happening. But mm-hmm. what the kids really need to see is that no matter what happens, we love and respect each other and we're still friends and we still honour the 15, 16 years that we had together and that that is still really important to us because through that, we obviously brought them into the world and we were a family unit. And I think, you know, the the ones that really suffer in divorce are the children often. Yeah. Like you said, I was the same. Like I remember, I don't remember the happy moments of my parents getting divorced. I remember, you know, the tears and I remember the anger and I remember those parts. Whereas I would love, you know, we made that decision whether or not we had kids, that would have been the decision we made because I don't think it's right to stay together for the kids because that's not I, – I don't agree that that's the right thing to do, at least for us. But I knew that one thing I was sure I didn't want was for them to ever feel like either they were to blame or to feel like it was a negative experience. You know, the institution of marriage itself was – made a very long time ago and the rules around it haven't really changed. Um, It used to be a business agreement where, you know, you would kind of marry someone to get into their family or as a property exchange or something like that. And I think we look at it, I look at it now and and Hugh looks at it now and says, you know, it's a beautiful thing to marry someone and it's such an honour to be able to marry someone, but also we live a lot longer and we're all so different (laughs) to how we were You know, whenever marriage was created and that institution was developed, we are all different. And not every marriage is going to work for a multitude of reasons, and some will end poorly. But if we can end it really well and at least show our kids, like, how lucky we were to be each other's soulmates for a period of time, and that in your lifetime, you can have two or three different people who fill that role, how lucky, like, how amazing love is, and how cool it is that. We got to love each other for this amount of time. And then now we get to find love somewhere else because, you know, our our chapter has ended there and have it be as positive as it can be. And don't get me wrong. They were upset. They still have moments where they're upset, but all in all, they can see that we're happy and we respect each other. And at the end of the day, it's mostly for them, but also a massive benefit was, you know, when you can be on the same page with your ex-partner about that the process is just so much sweeter, you know, instead of us fighting and talking about you did this and you did that because we were consciously coming from a place of appreciation instead of blaming or shaming or justifying the other person or our own behavior. um, We just got to sit there and talk about our happy memories and how much we loved each other and, you know, how beautiful it was that we got to experience what we experienced and, and being in just total gratitude for, the life we got to live together and it was very sad. It's, you know, it makes me tear up thinking about it now. You know, it's a sad moment, but it's also so beautiful because it's not, you know, it's, it's almost like when there's a death, you know, you can honour the person and be so grateful for what was there and what that person was. But the thing about that situation around marriage is that you get to honour them and say this isn't the end, it's just our relationship is now a different relationship and we're so lucky because I think when you, And I could talk about this for hours, so just stop me if I'm blabbering. (laughs) But I feel like when you have loved someone, especially when it's been for a long amount of time, and for Hugh and I it was like 15 years, um, you don't just stop loving them. You know, you don't just stop and say, well, now they're an awful person. Like they were a great person for 15 years, but now I hate them. I think that that's what a lot of people do to ease their own pain um, is tell themselves that person is awful and I don't want to be with them and how could I have been with someone so terrible But such a nice feeling to say that person was amazing and treated me so well and we did such great things together. But it's over now. That chapter ended and we did what we could to keep it going. But at the end of the day, we're excited for a new life and we're excited to move forward and support each other in whatever we do, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful that even though, you know, you guys obviously grew apart, but in that moment. Of separating you completely agreed and you were so united in how to move forward Mm. and really special because a lot of people normally that there might be one but never both people are in that position so yeah that you guys have an opportunity to do that
1: and we were lucky like there was no infidelity there was no abuse you know not everyone is obviously in the situation we got to be in a lot of people it ends probably two three five years after it should have and there can be things that happen that really jar that experience from being able to be its
0: best but yeah I just we got really lucky I think as well it's oh, amazing no I think it's just um just shows what kind of people you both are for your kids so that's really cool um and you are an advocate for wellness and injecting the best fuel to your body <laughs> I know that you really take care of yourself from the inside out every day but can you share what are a few of your non-negotiables? So a few little things that you do every day that takes care of you from the inside out. Uh, A few, I've got so many, but I mean,
1: (laughs) so many, but I mean, first of all, gratitude is super important to me. If anyone couldn't tell by the name of my website, Um, I think that, you know, one thing is we are often really conscious around what we fuel our body with food wise. But it's also important to remember what we're fueling our mind with. And especially right now, um, as we're recording this, all the yeah. lockdown and everything with coronavirus, there's a lot of people who are focusing more on the negative. And some people are in really damaging situations. And that's very scary. Um, but, you know, the collective suffering and fear and the collective anxiety around this is not healing the world whereas the collective faith and joy and appreciation does Um, so for me it's just I'm doing my part and I'm for my own life and my own happiness and for the you know the greater good in my opinion the collective energy I want to practice gratitude every single day for every single moment even the ones that challenge me and don't feel, you know, when I don't feel like there's anything to be grateful for, that's when I'm like, okay, now I've really got to dig deep and find it. Um, And that for me, on the days that I don't think about the things that I'm grateful for, they're definitely the days that I rush through the day and I get frustrated with the kids and everything's messy and I'm like, oh, it's too hard and I can't do it. And I'm, you know, I, I get a bit of anxiety and I can't be bothered with certain things. Whereas the days where I ground myself in the morning and really think about that, um, are the days that I thrive and the same as what I was saying <clears throat> around you know what you're feeling your mind with every single morning I listen to something inspirational on YouTube um, or a podcast while I'm having a shower so I've got one of those speakers in my shower and I'll listen to like Abraham Hicks or you know something around health and well-being if there's something I'm learning about and loving but usually it'll be something really inspirational I love Robin Sharma um you know there's so many incredible people out there that we can listen to and we can kind of dive into that it's important to me that I listen to these people every day and start the day well as opposed to, you know I'm just going to kind of start the day without any intention. I love listening to like Tony Robbins and you know all those bits and pieces. So I think that's definitely the mind stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, around food, I like to kind of bookend my day, um which is basically making sure that I start it really well. And I end it really well. Um and it doesn't always happen. Sometimes I end it with you know a treat or if we're out at dinner, I'll eat it with something. I'll end it with something naughty. But I think if you focus on, okay, what have I done at the start of the day? For me, I fast until about eleven a m. And then I always have a really good smoothie with heaps of nutrients in it. And then I make sure I finish my day really well because I know that the nights that I have, some protein, like some, you know, wild caught fish with just vegetables and a lot of vegetables. I feel really good. I sleep really well and I feel really good the next morning. Whereas if I have something a little bit heavier or if I have too many carbohydrates or if I have rice or something, sometimes I wake up the next morning and I don't feel great. So I try and plan that I'm going to bookend my day health wise with something really good in the morning, something really good at night. And what I do in between as much as I can is really good, but they're really important to me. Start the day well, end the day well, you know. And then just moving every day. I love – I just put a YouTube workout on. I search, like, you know, home um, dumbbell workout for arms or something. Yeah. And I just – I find a video on YouTube and just do a workout. I don't overcomplicate it at all.
0: That's awesome. Those are definitely – definitely worth it aren't they just making sure your body's moving and then feel right as well and the mindset stuff was really really handy so thank you for sharing that um and being a founder of the gratitude project and the gratitude gang I know (laughs) they have a book filled with tips and tricks on gratitude but this one is uh for the woman at home who feels overwhelmed by the abundance of options um what would is something that you would encourage for someone like that just starting out their mindset wellness journey to put into practice today something really small and simple that they can Uh inject their day-to-day
1: i think just finding first of all like for me the thing i always loved about gratitude the thing that really gets me is it's completely free anyone can do it doesn't discriminate it's easy it's you know there's no there's no reason you can't do it Mm. you know what i mean so i think starting there of just being like okay how do i get myself into a mindset of gratitude A great book, if this is of interest to you, if gratitude is somewhere you want to start, is The Magic um, by Rhonda Byrne. She was a part of the movie The Secret. Um, And basically, it's every day you read a chapter and it's different things to be grateful for, different activities and exercises to do. That's where I would start if it's mindset stuff. But then it's just really about finding the people that you resonate with. So if you're on Instagram and you resonate with Carissa or you resonate with me, then just come to us and be like, hey, tell me something. Like this is what I'm working on. Do you have any good resources for this? Who do you listen to? What do you love? And, you know, sometimes people will recommend something. Like someone might say to you, oh, you know, you should read something by the Dalai Lama. You'll love it. And you might start listening to or reading something and you might be like, I really don't like this. But, oh, that person who I admire does, so I should get into it. Don't get into it. If you don't resonate, just don't. Just stop find someone you like, move on, like don't try and force yourself to consume content that's not exciting you. Like I will often have people say to me, oh, I love these people and I'm like, oh, I listen to them and I'm bored or I don't like it. doesn't mean that they're no good. It just means that they're not for me. And even like with Abraham Hicks stuff, um, I love it at the moment. A year ago I got really sick of it and I was like, I'm sick of it. I feel like I'm listening to the same thing over again And so you go through phases, but just always kind of looking around and seeing who and what excites you and diving more into that.
0: Yes, I love that. Absolutely love that. And thank you so much for joining me today. You are an absolute wealth of knowledge in this health space. And I personally have got so much from this chat. I know everyone listening will have too. So I'm truly grateful to have shared this with you. A huge thank you. Um, For anyone that wants to get connected with you, where is the best place to find you? Definitely
1: Instagram. Um, I'm updating my website right now. Hopefully when this comes out, it's done, but I don't know about that. Um, But I love Instagram. That's where I hang out. That's where I do all the things and post about life and probably where you'll see the realist version of me. So yeah, just go in there. But thank you. And I want to honor you and acknowledge you as well for what you've created here. I know that you've got some incredible people that are getting on and it is such an honour to be able to be here and I'm
0: really grateful for you. Thank you so much, Ange. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.